Turn your Bible to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. The passage that was read earlier, the first eight verses form a background for the message this morning. I'm justified. You just think of that wonderful truth. I'm justified. Let's pray. Our Father, thank you for the privilege of knowing that our sins have been dealt with by Christ. That many in this room can say with an assurance, I'm justified, maybe not before men, but before God. We pray that we will live out that justification in our lives so that others will recognize that we've been with Jesus. Pray in Christ's name, amen. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And then in verse 6, when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Bill Harvey wrote a song many years ago. God held a great glowing balance. One side was waiting for me. The other side held such perfection as God demanded there be. Then God held the scale in the middle. My side weighed high with my sin. I cried for my sin to be balanced. Then Jesus, the Savior, stepped in. That's what happens with sin. When we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. There's not one person in this room who can claim sinlessness. Even though we're saved, there are a group of Christians, and I appreciate many of them, who believe we can live above sin. Perhaps they have a low estimate of what sin is. As we think about what sin is, we think of some thoughts that deal with what sin really is. Someone has said, anything that dulls our enthusiasm for God and the Bible is sin. Transgression of the law is sin. Failure to obey is sin. Lack of applying the teachers of, of teaching of the word of our God and our, to our life is, is sin. Sins of the body, sins of time, sins of talent, sins, of, sins concerning our giving, all these are sins. And to say we can live above sin The bottom line is it makes God a liar. 1 John chapter 1, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. The truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But if we say we have no sin, we make him a liar. His word is not in us. And then he goes on to say, my little children, I write this unto you that ye sin not. 
Christianity is ideal, but it's also realistic. I write this unto you that ye sin not. That's God's plan. Yet if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous, who is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. Lewis Fletcher Tarkington wrote a poem that, if you've read it before, you know you appreciate it very much. I wish there were some wonderful place in the land of beginning again where all our mistakes and all our heartaches and all our poor selfish grief could be dropped like a shabby old coat at the door and never put on again. I wish we could come on all unaware like the hunter who finds a lost trail. And I wish that the one whom our blindness had done the greatest injustice of all could be there at the gates like an old friend that waits for the comrade he's gladdest to hail. We would find all the things we intended to do but forgot and remembered too late. Little praises unspoken, little promises broken, and all the thousand and one little duties neglected that might have perfected the day for one less fortunate. It wouldn't be possible not to be kind in the land of beginning again. And the ones we misjudged and the ones whom we grudged, there are moments of victory here, would find in the grasp of our loving handclasp more than penitent lips could explain. For what had been hardest, we'd know had been best. What had seemed lost would be gain. For there isn't a sting that will not take wing when we faced it and laughed it away. And I think that the laughter is most what we're after in that land of beginning again. So I wish there were some wonderful place called the land of beginning again, where all our mistakes and all our heartaches and all our poor selfish grief could be dropped like a shabby old coat at the door and never put on again. Well, I appreciate that poem. I think they were not familiar with what the Bible says. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. What does God do with our sins? Well, sin is real. Romans 3.23, we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Isaiah 53, 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. In Galatians 3, 22, for the scripture hath concluded all under sin. Experience testifies to sin. Moses at the rock, David with Bathsheba, Peter denying the Lord, Job, I am vile and abhor myself. Isaiah, woe is me, I am undone. Daniel, my comeliness is turned to corruption. Peter, depart from me for I am a sinful man. D.L. Moody, the man I have the most trouble with is the man that walks under my hat. The nature of sin. Dr. R.G. Lee used to quote this. Modern man says society calls sin indiscretion. God calls it iniquity. Scholars call sin ignorance. 
God calls it ignoble. Evolutionists call sin the trait of the beast. God calls it the root of bitterness. Christian science calls it absence of God. God calls it depravity of man. The fleshly man excuses it as the amiable weakness. God calls it damnable wickedness. The new theology calls it merely selfishness. God calls it willful rebellion. What does the Bible say? Sin is missing the mark, Romans 3.23. Sin is transgression of the law, 1 John 3.4. Sin is bending that which is right, transgression. Sin is rebellion against God, Isaiah 1.2. Sin is a debt, Matthew 6.12. Sin is disobedient, Ephesians 2.12. Well, the question is, What does God do with our sin? It's real. Everyone in this room is aware that there's been sin in his life. What happens? Some say sin makes such an indelible mark on our lives that it can never be erased. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin, past, present, and future. Sin is so terrible and ugly in God's sight, every transgression, disobedience must receive a just recompense of reward. In the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, there was a sacrifice of the lamb upon the altar. The high priest had to go once a year and offer a blood sacrifice on the Holy of Holies, the Ark of the Covenant. And then Jesus came. He became man's sin substitute. He offered himself on the altar of the cross he shed his blood for us. Not all the blood of beasts on Jewish altars slain could give the guilty conscience peace or take away its stain. But Christ, our heavenly lamb, takes all our sins away, a sacrifice of nobler name, a richer blood than they. There was none other good enough to bear the price for sin. He only could unlock the door of heaven and let us in. There's a green hill far away without the city wall where our dear Lord was crucified who died to save us all. What does God do with our sins? In Isaiah 43, 25, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. In Isaiah 44, 22, I have blotted out like a thick cloud thy transgressions and as a cloud thy sins Return to me, for I have redeemed thee. Isaiah 43, 25, I will remember your sins no more. The reason we have a hard time with that is because we remember, but God remembers to forget. We hold our past against each other. We come to God with that sin and God says, what are you talking about? Well, that's sin, that bothers me. That's the devil. I died for your sin, my blood covers it, it's not there anymore, you're justified. In the word justify, you hear the term just as if we had never sinned. Just as if, justify, 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 just as if you had never sinned. In God's sight, maybe not man's sight, but in God's sight. Isaiah 55, seven, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, let him return to the Lord. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Micah 7, 
18 and 19, who is a God like unto our God that pardoneth iniquity and passes by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retaineth not his anger forever because he delighteth in mercy that will cast their sins into the depths of the sea. First John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Isaiah 1, 18, God changes the color of our sin. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. 1 John 1, 7, God covers our sin with his blood. For the blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. In Psalm 32, 1, blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Psalm 32, 2, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. Let the Holy Spirit speak to every heart today. Some have been discouraged over past problems, past sins, past iniquities that have hurt you and hurt others. We cannot hold in our heart an enmity against someone for something they have done when God has said, I forgive. And do you know, at the cross that day, the Lord Jesus looked in the face of God the Father and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Not any of them asked God to forgive them. He asked God to forgive them. Now, the scripture teaches that in order to be saved, we have to recognize we're a sinner. We have to recognize that Jesus paid the price for our sin Believe that what he did on the cross was enough to pardon our sin. To be saved means to trust what Jesus did at the cross to cover your sins. And you go from the cross forgiven. If you've been forgiven, how can we not forgive others? You remember the story Jesus told about the man who owed a big debt? He came to his friend and said, uh, Will you forgive me of my debt? The man said, yes, I'll forgive you. He forgave his debt. That same man who was forgiven had someone else that owed him some money. He went to him and threatened to take him to law and said, you pay me or else. And Jesus used that as an illustration to say, there's something wrong in that man's heart. You see, when we're forgiven, we need to pass that forgiveness on to others. Because the only way to be forgiven is for Jesus to come into your heart. And when he comes into your heart, Jesus is there. And it's not you doing the forgiveness, it's Jesus doing the forgiveness. He reaches out and he says, I hold it against you no more. I can shake hands with you. I can love you. You may have hurt me. You may have despised me, you may have shamed me, but I'm gonna love you. And that's what Jesus does for us. Isn't that good? What have you done with your sins as a believer? What have you done with them? The devil tries to come again and again and again and attack each of us. 
throwing those things in our face, reminding us of our past. What do you do with it? You live under the circumstances. You say, poor is me, oh me, woe is me. I'm going to just die. I'm going to crumble and not and die. I'm going to quit it all. Or you say, devil, go to the cross. Look what Jesus did there. He forgave me. And I have trusted him to forgive me. You go back where you belong. I'm going to serve the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. But how about those who are lost? There's some in this room who are lost. You're on your way to hell. You've never been forgiven. You've never taken your sins to Christ and asked him to cleanse you. Maybe you're not even aware you're a sinner. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God hates sin. The soul that sinned it shall die. The wages of sin is death. But God, in his infinite mercy, reaches out and lifts you close to his heart. I love you, God says. He says that today. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, why not today? Why not now? Why not just come and say, Lord, I, I know I've sinned. I'm sorry. I ask you to forgive me. I know I've hurt others. I ask you to forgive me. If you'll give me the grace, I'll go and ask them to forgive me. But Lord, if anybody's hurt me, I'm going to forgive them whether they've ever even asked me or not. I'm going to love them and forgive them. That's what God does with our sin. What are you going to do with sin in your life? There are all kinds of sins. Sins of judgment. Sins of disobedience. Sins of dishonor. Sins of shame. But thank God... Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. You can be forgiven today. You can have your name written in heaven. You can be on your way to heaven before you leave this room if you'll invite Jesus to come in and be your Savior. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Just a moment. While we pray, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, we just say, Lord, thank you for being my forgiver, my Savior, my sin bearer. Thank you for changing the color of my sins so that they're white as the snow in your sight. Help me to live that out so that others will know that I've been forgiven by the way I forgive others and by the way I live. And friend, if you're not saved, you've never given your heart to Jesus, why not right now just whisper, Lord, I need you. I ask you to come into my heart and be my sin bearer, my savior. I trust you as my savior now. And Father, we pray all this to the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand, please. Without him, I could do nothing. That's a great old hymn, 465, I think. Is that right? 468. Let's sing that. The invitation is open. If you're here without Christ, come to Jesus. Let him come into your life and your heart. Let him be your sin bearer and savior. And friend, if you have been on the periphery, not really living where God answers prayer, why not get some things right with God?
Might you just want to come to the altar and kneel and pray? Commit your life in a new way to the Lord? Beloved, if you're not saved, please don't leave without Jesus. While we sing, while we pray, will you come?